Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. gonna be all sunshine and roses but i can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride Hi, Herds. Welcome back to episode 58 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today, we're going to go ahead and cover Chicago PD season five, episode 20, entitled Saved. Bryna, episode 20. I know. Two more left. It was really funny. I was lo- joking. I was laughing at it yesterday because Jesse, because yesterday being Wednesday, I don't know if Wednesday or Tuesday was technically their last day of filming, but one of these days this past week was PD's last day of filming. And so Jesse Lee Soffer tweeted a picture and was like, you know, great season, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the deal, the sentimental set. Um, and then he's like, we've got a bunch more episodes still to go. I'm like, no, you don't. You've got like three left. And now they've got two. And now it's just really sad. It, this makes me so sad. I'm not ready for hiatus. No. but And these next two episodes are going to be a doozy, especially after last night's. Yes. Indeed. Ugh. So, we always like to start with the news. That's exactly what we're going to do. I know we just dropped an episode yesterday, but we've still got a little bit to talk about. By a little bit, I mean very little bit. So there was an Ask Us Yellow that dropped today, today being Thursday. You'll listen to this on Friday. There was an Ask Us Yellow that dropped, and there was a bit in here about Chicago Fire. So the question was, are Brett and Antonio really over this time, or will we see them together again this season? So this is the clip, and, or this is what the response was. The exes have some scenes together in tonight's fire, but I just wouldn't expect any fireworks this season with Brett and Antonio said Derek. So Derek said, I know that PD is ramping up for their own sort of breathtaking finale and we couldn't step on whatever they were doing. We have to be respectful of whatever their storylines are. So timing wise, I don't think there's going to be more Bretonio until next season. Should we get a next season? First off, you're going to get a next season, Derek. Come on now. Like, I know you can't say it, but we can. Right. (laughs) It's going to happen. And to quote the good place, this is bullshit. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, it really is, though. Like, I mean, we don't need to go into it. We've already talked enough about why it's bullshit, but it's bullshit. It's forking bullshit. It's forking bullshit. Only because of the way they left off. I mean, it was a pregnancy scare, and then Brett was like, I want to be with him. And she's really going to be scared off by a blind date? I'm really more curious, especially, I mean, in tonight, I mean, obviously by the time you guys are all listening to this, like, we'll all know how these scenes are dealt with. But I'm really just curious, if they don't talk about their relationship, okay, that's one thing. But if she's not even hesitant towards, you know, like, seeing him around or whatever, like, I'm just more curious about almost more the context that goes around these scenes rather than the scenes themselves. Um, Because if they just kind of, like, ignore it like it's never happened and they can carry on and just have normal conversation in their scenes and like it's really forking bullshit but like (laughs) if there's at least some like hesitancy for her to approach him or like there's nervousness or whatever then like okay I'm a little I'm still mad but like maybe not as bad and you you know that blind date did not pan out because the type of woman that Atwater attracts is completely different from the type of woman Antonio attracts right right yeah I and we've had this com- – I mean, yeah, we don't need to go into the whole thing again. But, yeah, still not happy. I mean, I think more – I think also my – I also understand that it's just the timing. Like, they kind of have to set up um, 
what's going to happen in the finale starting now in these last couple episodes that they can't if they're not going to spend time talking about Bertonio in the finale then they can't really focus on Bertonio but like at the same time if we go until next season season seven you know with how without getting an answer then like how are they going to properly bring it up next season right and I mean you know they always say like friendships in adulthood it's really hard because everybody's always so busy and things getting forgotten and things like that but I feel like this is the kind of situation you don't get too busy for wait what do you mean as in like I mean, that's a way that they could play it is be like, oh, my God, but they're both so busy with their jobs. They just didn't have time to come together and resolve this. This is not that kind of situation. No, for real. Especially because, a well, two reasons. One, Antonio is Gabby's sister. So, like, and Gabby is Brett's partner. Gabby is Antonio's sister. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, you pulled a Gina. Oh, my God. It's Thursday. It's been a long day. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, yeah. Gabby is Antonio's sister, and Gabby is Brett's partner, so, like, that that ain't happening. But then also just the units in general, like, even if there wasn't that sibling dynamic between, you know, sibling partner dynamic between the three of them, like I just mentioned, I mean, those units, Intelligence and 51, they're so intertwined with Molly's and things like that. Like, it's not like they can just have avoided each other completely for, like, however many weeks it's been. Right. It's just, it's forking bullshit. It's forking bullshit, but it's TV. We understand. That I doesn't mean we're I mean, not going to bitch about right, it, though. Right. It, like, and we've said this a bunch of times. Like, we understand that it, you know, production, you know, they're on two separate shows. Like, logistically, it's hard. I get it. Again, like you said, it doesn't mean we can't be mad about it. Right. Right. Yeah. We're not mad at, like, Derek or the network. We're mad at no. Brett and Antonio for taking just too mad long at, to resolve this. Right. We're just mad at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So... But yeah, that's about all we have for news. There was one little bit in that Ask Osiello that I found quite juicy. Um, yeah, I feel we like we need to kinda, discuss it. We can just quickly touch on it. So one of our listeners, Allie, she tweeted a blurb from this today. And this is separate from the shows. This does not necessarily have to do with Chicago. In fact, I doubt it has to do with Chicago. But Brian and I watch other shows. We know you guys do as well. So sometimes we just like to like briefly mention these things. Ashley and I also think it might have to do with Chicago. But there's a, it's not confirmed. So, but yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think so. So. There's a chance that you can't, you can't say that there's not a chance that it's not. Well, I mean, it's the same way that there's a chance that a meteor could strike any day and wipe us all out. No, I know. But like, okay, let's go through. We'll just mention it and then I'll say why there's more of a chance that it could be PD. Okay, so here's the blind item. This is what Allie tweeted today that was part of the Ask Osiello. So it says, an hour-long drama series listed as a safe bet on our 2018 renewal scorecard is on the verge of getting downgraded to could go either way. And the potential status change is not the result of any kind of ratings downturn. Rather, it's due to an increasingly untenable, quote-unquote, personnel problem per a source. Turns out one of the series' leads has become impossible to work with, and his massively disruptive behavioral issues are causing the network and studio to rethink bringing the series back. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. I still, okay. Let's put it out. Let's say, okay. We can eliminate for sure that it's most likely any CW show and CBS show. Because the CW, all the main shows on the CW that aren't pretty much freshman series have all been renewed. Mm -hmm. So it's not a CW show. I'm looking at CBS on Wednesday just renewed nearly a dozen shows. 
Um, the only one, the, kind of the only major one they didn't renew was Criminal Minds. Um, and so, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, they renewed nearly a dozen series. So you can almost pretty much eliminate any CBS show. And that's two of the main four networks. Now, one of the guesses on here, because I'm reading through the Twitter thread right now, one of the guesses was Scorpion. That's a CBS show, right? Yeah, it's struggling. Isn't that the one with Catherine McPhee from American Idol? Mm. <laughs> I, that, it was not picked up. You're right. That is, it's as conspicuously, I'm reading from TV line right now, conspicuously missing from CBS's early renewal drop, long-running procedural criminal minds, uh, fading Sherlock Elementary, and struggling Monday drama Scorpion. Interesting. But for the most part, I mean... Like you said, if Scorpion's a guess, I don't know anything about Scorpion. I don't even know what it's about. But you can, for the most part, eliminate CBS shows and CW shows. My first guess happened to be, I'm not going to happen. It was My first reaction was, oh, crap, is it an NBC show that we talk about on these shows, on this podcast a lot? I don't think it is. But, like, that's a main guess, and that's something a lot of people have been speculating about. So, I mean, you can't not mention it and not say that it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, there's always a possibility, just like I was saying before, of, like, anything. But um, there was another guess on here that somebody What was guessed- the one Ashley said in the text? Um, she said a lot. Oh, Blacklist. Yeah, somebody else guessed Blacklist, and uh, another person said blind spot. But I feel like blind... No. I don't watch Blind Spot, but I feel like a lot of people have been saying that they moved it. Apparently, they moved nights or something, and that was already kind of like a. Yeah, they moved it to Friday, which is the network's way of saying, like, we kind of want you to die and go away. Except for the CW. Yeah, except for the CW, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, what, what? And Jane the Virgin. Like, hello. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, and also the CW is like, gives anything a shot for the most part, so. What about ABC? What shows do, like... I'm trying to think of any shows they have that are locks for renewal. Grease. All I can think of are the Shondaland shows. Yeah. Well, um, Scandal's done after tonight. As of tonight. Yeah, tonight being tonight. Thursday. Um, um, yeah, so when you guys are listening to this, we will officially live in a post-Scandal world. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I honestly can't think of any ABC dramas outside of Shondaland because I'm no, because like all that. I can think of are ABC like comedies, like Modern Family, The Middle, which is in its final season, Blackish, um, Speechless. Like all the ones I think of for ABC are comedies. Let's see here. Let's do a quick Google and see. And then oh. NBC, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think the just... problem for me too is like. If I don't watch it and, like, it's not something I'm at least somewhat familiar with, which is I feel like more the CW shows, then, like, I can't even take guesses because I'm like, I don't even know what this is about, let alone be able to take guesses. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking – yeah, and I was uh, – the first thing that just came up was Riverdale, but that's a, that's already been renewed. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, scroll through this. But, yeah, so that's about all the news we've got. Again, we just bring it up because, you know, we don't know what show it is. We don't think it's the Chicago's, but, you know, we watch other shows. We know you do, too. We also do have to say, I mean, granted, we don't think it actually will be the Chicago shows, but I will say that my first reaction was the Chicago show. And I think Ashley's first reaction from her text was a Chicago show. I just... I just... I'm just saying, I don't think it'll actually be the case, but, like... I do need to share that, like, that was my first reaction. 
I think all three shows live and die together, you know? Like, they're, I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't really... I mean, I don't, I think it's just hard to say that just because of the fact that it, that's not the case. Yeah, I think I should probably stop speaking before I jinx us. <laughs> right. But I mean, you also, I mean, like, it. that isn't the case because Justice didn't join and then die with all the other shows that died before. I don't consider Justice part of that, though. Justice was always, like, the <laughs> red But I, I mean, it was part of it. Yeah, I'm no. just, yeah, I know. I don't either, but, like. I'm terrible, but, yeah. So, before I say anything else and just, like, dig myself in a deeper hole, let's talk about the episode. So... Mm-hmm. Again, this was season five, episode 20. This was called Saved. And so we broke it down by storyline. Granted, there wasn't, there weren't, it's not like like Med where there's like, yeah, it's not like Med where there's like 15 storylines and we start with Connor and Ava, you know? Um, We'll start with the case and then we'll get into the Voight and Al stuff because, oh my God. Okay, so we were talking before we started recording and I feel like this episode started slow, but it started slow to deliver a major payoff. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I was literally just telling you before we started recording because, I mean, we texted throughout the episode, but, like, we hadn't really talked about the episode, especially because we knew we were going to record it tonight. But I feel like the first half was – it was okay. I was like, okay, this is a fine episode, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, the second half was really – it was just, like, punch in the stomach after punch in the stomach after punch in the stomach. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we might have seen Voight's most powerful scene in the series history in this episode. And that says a lot. Yeah. Because of all the shit we've seen Voight go through. Yes. Just crazy. And I think it just left us so much more confused about what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, granted, we have some idea, but, like, I feel like what we saw last night just confuses us ten times more about, like, especially the finale. Like, we thought, I think we kind of had it figured out, but we really don't. Yeah, I thought I had the final image of this episode figured out, and I did not. Yeah. So, basically, the case starts, and a teenage girl named Hannah comes looking for Hank. And I guess she misses him, and Trudy hands him Hank's card. And so he's like, all right. And so he grabs Ruzik to go meet her. So they go meet her, and Ruzik's like, this is a kid you gave your card to? And Hank's like, no, just a kid I met a long time ago. And this starts something that we see throughout the episode that Hank is so secretive about the whole business card thing. But, like, isn't it no secret? Right. I didn't think it was that secretive. I guess it's more secretive. I mean, um, we'll talk about why, how he's actually connected to this girl. Um, But, yeah, so I guess that's why he was trying to be protective of her. But, I, yeah, I didn't think the business card was a secret because haven't we known about that since, like, episode two of the series pilot yeah right like i i don't know so hank meets her and you know they sit down and she just says she's like you know i was just wondering what would happen if i needed help and Voight just says then i would help you just straight up Voight line to say they obviously have some sort of history we just don't know what so hank apologizes for going off the grid and Hannah's like, no, I understand. You know, your son died. It must have broken you. So, oh. yeah, I know. I know. Justin reference there. <laughs> I literally the get chills time. every time Justin Voight. I literally just got chills. 
I know. I get oh so sad every time too. But also how he he's like, no, I'm sorry. I haven't been there the last couple of years. And it's been like since Justin died. Justin died years ago now. It's been like two or three years. Like what? Yeah. Especially considering there was a time jump between season four and five. Holy shit. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. Which means little Daniel is like three. <laughs> yeah. Or four. Or four. Yeah. So Hannah excuses herself to go to the bathroom. And the minute she says that, I'm like, she's not going to the bathroom. Come on, Hank. And she really just bolts. Now, on the flip side of this, though, she's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, if she really was going to the bathroom, Hank gave her about two seconds. And then he got up to see where she went. Yeah. Okay. That was risky, but glad that worked out. So... Hank follows her into the alley where she is shoved into a van against her will. So Voight goes running after this van. And of course, I'm over here like, well, Jason must have hated that scene. Because <laughs> I think back to the Birdwater meet and greet where Marina was like, yeah, Jason hates running. Like, hates it. And then she did like the whole impression of him with the one hand and it was like perfect. <laughs> oh my God, the best Jason impression ever. For real. Like, they all did a really great Jason impression. It's quite funny. Although Jesse's is the best. Yeah, yeah, Jesse's was the best, was the best. So Voight and Adam follow this car with only a partial plate, but they stop when they hear gunshots coming from a nearby credit union. So they go inside, and this is like a full-on bank robbery, and it probably was like a blast to film, just looking at it. So I feel like Ruzik is becoming like the flying squirrel of PD. Because <laughs> he has another one of these moves where he like ninja dives into the credit union. Yeah. Yeah. So he like ninja dives in. Everybody's shooting at each other. There's bullets. There's glass. There's like cowboys and Indians. There's crazy shit happening. <laughs> it's just a full on bank robbery. I'm sure it was a lot of fun to film. I'm sure it was also very Or a loud. pain in the ha- Or the a pain in an- I-, I cannot speak tonight. The pain in the ass. Yeah, that's film. Too. Because I feel like those scenes always take like 12 hours. Yeah, for like two seconds of footage. Right. Yeah. I was watching something the other day and it was like literally like a 30 second bite scene and i was apparently it took like eight hours to film and i was like that's kind of insane not on pg but like still that's crazy that's always so fascinating to me all of the stuff that goes into these scenes because it takes so much that like the that viewers don't know because we only see the finished product right it's probably a bitch to edit too oh yeah probably but um wasn't marina saying at the meet and greet that like the bullpen scenes are the worst yeah, because they have to change lighting and this and that, and yeah, she did, but crazy. I still feel like this one, not that it's not fun to do all of that stuff, but it just takes forever. Yeah, yeah, so it's just nuts. Um, I was also a little disappointed that there were no aviators on Adam. Come on. Oh my god, there weren't. No. Fuck. And he was not wearing plaid in this episode. Like, part of me thinks that he was sick or something. Like, <laughs> Maybe the no aviators, designer no plaid. Sick. Yeah, like no aviators, no plaid. Like, is he feeling okay? Does he have a fever? Like, oh my god, I should even think him. about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So guns everywhere. It's crazy. So, um, finally, the team gets there, and Haley and Jay go inside to kind of head up the scene in there. And so Haley turns to Jay, and Haley's like, "So, what did Voight mean? Hannah had his card, like his business card." Okay, well, what other card are you referring to, Haley? First off, <laughs> and second off, second off, you know, Jay, Jay explains it. He's like, it's his thing, you know, he does it. Been doing it since season one, and then 
he just like sucker punches all of us. He goes, yeah, he gave one to Lindsay when she was 14. That's why she said it saved her. <laughs> just like BRB, I'm going to go wallow in my Linstead feels. I know. I literally <laughs> it was like, as soon as that said, like our te- group text like blew up and we were all like, what the fuck? What did he just say? Why? What? Yeah. Just all caps. Like, like I, was, I was like, yeah, I was like set off on my Linstead feels just like, you're like, you didn't deserve what she did to you, Jay. Like, yeah, it's not fair. He loved her so much. Yeah. I was like, I was not prepared for this. And then Ashley was talking about like, he seemed so sad and it hurt my heart. And I was just like, oh my Yeah. He loved her so much and he was going to put it all on the line and propose to her. And she left. Fucking ghost. Not only that, but if Jay had known the situation, he would have helped her leave. He would have accepted that that was their fate. I know. Like, <laughs> I don't I think we can okay go like, this. I don't think we can go like five episodes of this podcast without like talking about this. No, we really can't because <laughs> we are Linstead trash and proud of it. Yeah. Ugh, just, yeah, the minute he brought up Lindsay, I was like, oh, there I go. Like, I know. I, like said, I did not expect to get as, and I, you know, you never expect to get, you're like, if he brought it up, I'd be fine. Like, whatever. I was not fine. Nope, not And fine. I will proudly admit I was not okay. Nope. Just, ugh. So... <laughs> That happens. We got all up in our Linstead fields. Probably missed like the next five minutes of what happened. But they go back to the bullpen and none of the ballistics are matching. So um, nothing's matching there. Antonio can't get a lead on Hannah's aunt. Uh, And then camera footage shows them practically nothing because these robbers, even though they're completely reckless and not professional at all, they blacked out the cameras. So that's about the only thing they did get right. So... All we learn in this scene is that Voight has known Hannah since she was seven. That's about the only juicy bit we get out of that. So Bergtonio finds the aunt and, you know, we find out more things there. So Hank used to regularly check in on Hannah. Antonio's like, huh? Okay. Um, It turns out that Burgess has an I've had it with your shit face. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Although Um, going off that, because I was going to bring it up because it's funny. I texted you guys this and I was like, see, when Burgess is judgy, I'm totally okay with it. When Natalie tries to do it, I'm like, get the fuck out. Who are you? Like, why are you so judgy? That's true. I remember. And I'm I'm trying to think like, why, why is that though? Because Nat is judgy all the time. I think it's because in intelligence, it's accepted to kind of go over the line and be judgy and, you know. Like, everybody is just kind of okay with being outside the law and, you know, doing what's normal. Mm-hmm. Just because that is intelligence. Yeah. But that is, I mean, it is everyone's case in med, but it's not supposed to be everyone's case in med. People no, aren't but- supposed to break the law in med, but they do. Burgess also doesn't let her judgment control her. You know what I mean? So there was the episode yeah. with the the guys who were raping women after her sister was raped. And, you know, she she told Voight, she was like, I contemplated doing this for a second, but then she decided against it. Right. And no, She's I just, not controlled by her emotions and feelings. Right. And it wasn't necessarily something to compare Burgess to Natalie. It was just more because, especially yesterday, I had edited the Met episode and we had just spent a whole, like, 15 minutes ranting about Natalie the night before. And so Natalie was on my mind. And so when I saw that and I was like, but I'm okay with this, like, but I'm not okay when Natalie does it like ever. No, 
No, right. No, I'm not either. But I think it's because Natalie is like so quick to jump to judgment. Always. I also, yeah. I mean, I also just think the circumstances are very different, and these are two very different areas of work. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. So last the aunt heard because the aunt wasn't going to say anything until Burgess sat down and gave her the I'm not taking any of your shit face. I need a gif of that, by the way. Um, I wonder if Petey has it. Probably. I know. I need that gif so I can just like tweet it out and be like, you know, when somebody says like they don't watch PD. Um, so, yeah, that's funny. But uh, last the aunt had heard Hannah was squatting with her friend Addie in Canaryville. So Jay's old stomping grounds. So, Speaking of that real quick, though, just because I feel like now's the perfect time. So somebody, and I don't I don't remember, who tweeted you, or did you tweet them back when they were like, when Canaryville is mentioned, and but Ruzik and Jay and Will are not brought up, and then you brought it, it was about private school and public school is what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, it was me, it was me. I tweeted back because, I tagged you in it, because somebody had tweeted us, and I can't remember for the I'm life going, of me who I, it I'm was. I'm pulling up my Twitter, hold on. Was it Kate? No, I think it was Vicky. It was Vicky. So Vicky said that she thinks Adam went to public school and Jay went to private school. Brian, but it was really came off of the whole Canaryville thing because you, Vicky tweeted when they bring up Canaryville and it's not about Adam or Jay, and then you were like, I was waiting for Jay to pop up and be like, my brother went to high school with him, and then she was like, I, that's where she said Adam went to public and Jay went to private. Okay, my thoughts. Because I went to private school for my whole life, so... Did you? I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah, I went to private school from... I went to the same school from preschool to senior year of high school. Damn. Yeah. It was a preschool through 12 high school... Or school. Um, It's hard because I feel like my school is so different. See, I would have thought the same thing. I would have thought... I would... Actually, I would have thought Jay was a public school kid... But I also didn't necessarily see Adam being a private school kid. But I definitely don't think Jay went to private school. I don't think so either. And I'm thinking back to the Manstead meet and greet where I had asked Nick about, um, you know, Jay and Will and everything. And Marina had said in that in the Bridgewater meet and greet, she was like, Nick is very intense the way he thinks about things. And holy shit, she was right. Because his response was like, I actually went to a bar in that neighborhood and like researched Canaryville. And I was right. just like, oh my God, of Nick's as much of a nerd as I am. I love this. Right. And he said that the bulk of that city, it's all people who work for the city. Right. So I would imagine that the bulk of that city attends private school. You mean Plus, public I'm, school? Public school, yes, correct. I'm just imagining Jay in a private school atmosphere. And, like, in a private school atmosphere, he's, like, he's the troublemaker. He's the one who's, like, screw you, authority. I'm going to do this, you know? See, I almost take it differently. And I can't tell if I'm so – the only way I think about Jay being in private school is because of 307 with the swim coach – that whole episode and that takes place at a all private boys school mm-hmm. um and so that's what i think of and i'm like well if jay did go to private school i feel like it would be like a boys like maybe a catholic i don't even know why i'm thinking this but i think that's why because just of that episode but i feel like jade almost be he'd either be a troublemaker or he'd be the quiet kid in private school he'd be the troublemaker see i think he'd maybe be the quiet kid too but what was, and now that we're talking private school, it's got me thinking Gilmore Girls, and I can't remember for the life of me her private school. Chilton. Chilton. I knew it started with a C. 
Yeah. Could you imagine Jay at Chilton? <laughs> no. I mean, but that's kind of what Webster Country Day, that school in 307 is. Don't ask me why I know Webster Country Day, but I do. <laughs> but see, and I went to such a different kind of private, like, I don't know. I feel like my experience, like, I can't actually, I don't know. It's such a different kind of school than that. I could see Will falling in line and, like, you know, doing the private school thing. Will could do it. Jay would be like, fuck this shit. Adam definitely went to private. Ruzik definitely went to public school, though. Yeah, no, Ruzik absolutely went to public school. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, it was just funny. And I saw that last night and I was like, what What am I, what am I like, weighing in on? Like, private school. Like, what the hell? Yeah. But, yeah, I did, fun fact, go to private school my whole life. And you know what, now that you say, so, I mean, talking, going back to Jay for a second, like, I think Jay in private school would be the troublemaker. I think Jay in public school would be the loner. He'd be the one who would blend in, you know? Yeah, but I feel like the only reason I feel like he wouldn't, he would be that way in private school, too, is because of the money aspect. It's because Jay wouldn't feel like he would be able to fit in with all, with all those kids who have all the money. True. And, like... That just doesn't seem like Jay. Like, Jay just doesn't deal with bullshit. And I imagine that he's been like that his whole life. Which then begs the question, how did mom and pop Halstead afford private school? I mean, I still don't think he went to private school, but. If if they they did. Scholarship. You know. Hmm. I could see Will being the smart one in high school. I don't know about Jay. I don't know, and then it gets in the question of, like, well, was it a religious-based school? Like, was Mom Halstead religious? And then that brings a whole thing. And then it's, it, it depends just how much does it cost, blah, blah, blah. It's the whole thing. These are the games we love to play. Yeah, and especially just, like, it depends on, I don't know if religious private schools are more expensive. I don't know. I didn't go to one. But, like, I also didn't realize, I was curious the other, like, a couple months ago, and I actually looked up how much my private school cost or how much it would now. Oh, no. Oh, holy crap. Why did my parents send me there? Oh, so my much God. Money. Did your brother go there, too? Oh, yeah. We both went there our whole lives. Oh, my God. I, don't, I mean, I, like, I understand why they sent me us there, but, like, ugh, I don't know if I would send my kids there. It's so Damn. much money. So much money. <laughs> so if you've ever wondered what our group text looks like, <laughs> it's pretty much in-depth conversations like the one you just heard and then interspersed with pictures of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And a bunch of, yeah, like, Dancing with the Stars talk is in there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 It is, it's like, just... I mean, it would be, like, what you think our Twitter feeds would look like, except just more expansive. It's just a very good glimpse inside of all three of our brains. <laughs> it really is, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> digging out of that rabbit hole we were in. So. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring it up, especially because I didn't, I didn't know how to respond to that in, like, 140 characters. So I definitely needed to, like, bring it up today. So Rosewater finds Addie in some sort of homeless encampment. And so, you know, everybody's like, holy shit, cops. And they all try to run. Addie somehow ends up running right into Atwater, which I guess means that now she knows what it feels like to run into a brick wall. Because she runs like full speed into him and he like doesn't even move. He's like, uh, okay. So she swears that she doesn't know anything. And so they take her in. Um, also my criminal law knowledge got put to the test quite a bit in this episode. So she, they, she like, she goes into like her area with Ruse water and she's like, you can't search my stuff. And Ruzik's like, actually, none of this is actually your property. And just like goes through her phone. I'm like, wait, what? Um, I'm like going back, like, 
nine years ago now to like my criminal procedure class and I'm like well wait a second what constitutes property and I never found the answer so now it's bothering me (laughs) but whatever so yeah she doesn't know anything so then they take her in and so you know they're they're all in the bullpen and the team gets called to a robbery in progress at a currency exchange and it's actually like the exact same MO as the initial credit union robbery. So the casualties are like, you know, they're duct taped together and it's just bad. And on the camera footage, we've got two male offenders and a female. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, Hank is like, Hannah, oh, my God. So, you know, they go to break, they come back and oh, goody, it's Denny Woods. Hmm. Blech. Denny was like peak Denny this episode too. Oh my god! But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, so bad, so bad. So Denny wants to give the case to robbery homicide just for shits and giggles. I feel like Voight could like save a kitten from a tree, help an old lady cross the street. Voight could do a million good things, and Woods would still find a way to bitch about it. Were you the one that said on Twitter like he could donate to charity, and Woods would still be like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woods would still find something wrong with it. He'd be like, we should donate to this charity instead. Like, yeah, so bad. So Denny's like, well, fine, I'm just going to blast the robbery footage to the media because that helps things. Like, it's not even, it's like Denny's not even doing police work at this point. He's just trying to push Void's buttons. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, Yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah. It's bad. It's, really it's just, bad. yeah, I mean, I, most of my feelings I want to talk about when we get to that other scene, so. Okay. Yeah, so Denny asks how Hank knows her, and Hank's just like, someone introduced me to her a long time ago. Okay, so why are we being so cagey about this? We all already know about the business cards. This is exposition we've known since, like, the dawn of time. Oh, but Gina, there was so much more. There was oh, yeah, so much more that we did not. Yeah, I mean, it, but at the in the moment, I was like, "Yeah, why the fuck is are you being so coy about this?" Like, but still, why? I mean, I still don't get it. Even though now we have the payoff, I'm like, "Well, why? Why was he being so secretive about this?" I don't know. I, I really, I really, I, I don't know. Maybe because he wants to keep any kind of last part of Camille sacred. Oh, oh, you're you're trying to emotionally destroy me before we no, even get to the like, end. But like, actually, though, like when we're actually talking about reasons why boy would keep it a secret, like that's the only thing I can think about. And I think I honestly think a lot of it has to do with his guilt, just because he wasn't there those you know the last three or four years after Justin died. So now Justin's gone, Camille's gone. I mean. Lindsay's gone now so like this is the one thing he has and maybe he feels like if he starts talking about why then that's going to jeopardize the case even more and like jeopardize her what is the word punishment that's the word I'm looking for punishment Hannah's punishment and so he's just like I don't want to do that I'm you know I already feel bad enough for not being there for the last like three years You actually raise a really good point because just hearing you talk about that now, I'm like putting the pieces together and Hank probably doesn't want them to know his connection to the case because he doesn't want to be taken off of it. Right. Well, yeah, that too. And I think especially now with Denny going after him like this, he probably doesn't want to jump. Like if Denny knows that he 
even if he knew her, like, even if it was just a casual acquaintance, not someone like it is, like, Denny would probably be like, oh, nope, you can't do that. And if when I find her and if she does, you know, if she did anything bad, then, like, she's going to go to arrested. She's going to get arrested and put in jail for 25 years. Yeah. Okay. Just because he's playing with Void. And he wants it to go down. But that's literally what he's doing in this episode is he's not even doing his job. He's playing with Voight. So bad. Oh, it's so bad. So this is when Denny drops the first of a good amount of lines that just straight up pissed us off. Mm -hmm. So he's like halfway out of Voight's office and he goes, you know, Chief Lugo just told me to call, but I figured I shouldn't waste an opportunity to come by here while I still can. Because pretty soon you and Al are going to be tied up. He just threatened Voight on his own turf. Oh, shit. Like, does it's he have a death wish? down. Oh, my God. So there's, like, a huge awkward pause here. Like, gigantically awkward pause. Because the entire bullpen heard this. But now they have to play it cool. It's like after you fall and you're like, did anybody see that? Nobody saw that? Okay, cool. Like... Oh, my God. Like, Jay was literally, like, crossing the, like, crossing the way in front of Voight's office. And he just kind of stopped and was like, uh. Well, and that was something I think last night made me realize. I don't think, I mean, I think, I obviously, I knew. But, like, I didn't remember that, like, nobody else knows what's going on. And, la- I mean, yesterday it was kind of clear that that's the first time Bruzik kind of got roped into, for the most part, for the Al situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bruzik is the only one that knows. Yeah. Like, nobody else knows. And last night I was reminded of that, and I was like, oh, shit. And then, I mean, it's going to, when they find out, ugh, it's going to be so good, but so bad. I feel like they all have an idea of it. I think the only one who's going to be completely blindsided is Haley. See, I feel like they all have an idea of it, but I feel like it's still going to, shit's still going to go down. Oh, my God. Like, when oh they my. actually, I feel like when once it actually becomes clear, you know, to them that, you know, Al helped move the body, Aaron was there, Aaron helped move the body, Boyt killed the guy. Whether that part comes out, I don't know. But, like, Aaron and Al definitely is going to come out. And, like, I just, like, have this react. I just, like, have this image in my brain of, like, Antonio's eyes, like, going wide and mm-hmm. Jay's eyes going wide and, like, Yeah. Them especially. I feel like that's gonna where the reaction's gonna come from the most and I'm so I'm so not ready for it, but I'm so ready for it at the same time. I'm like nervous for it. Oh my god, it's gonna be so it's good. Crazy. It's gonna be so, so bad, yeah. but so good. But so so good. But yeah, so I mean there's a huge awkward pause in the bullpen. Yeah. And so Voight's like, Well, moving on. Uh, so he decides to take a run at Addie because Addie won't talk. Um Addie's probably the only female in this world who is alone with Ruzik in a room and won't do anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I shouldn't say that too loud. Patty is a friend of the pod. <laughs> but that's But I think he probably knows it. Oh, he knows it. And he's probably laughing about it if he were to listen to this as well. So, yeah. So um, Antonio's still surprised that Hank wants to treat this as an abduction. And so he shows him the footage of Hannah dropping the gun and backing up. And so Antonio's like, all right, well, it looks like a scared kid. But it also looks like a girl who stood two feet from an open door for seven minutes, who held a weapon, could have ran, screamed for help, but didn't. All right, Antonio, sit down. Let's talk. Um... Antonio clearly has no idea what it's like to be a woman in this world because she runs out that door and men are usually faster and stronger than women. And 
Yeah. It would probably do her more harm to try to run. Right. I also think, I mean, not even, because that's a really good point. I also just feel like, I feel like once you're in a profession so long, it's sometimes hard to see things or picture things. Like, in this case, like, I feel like it's hard to not picture what you wouldn't, like, he's a cop. Like, he's trained to do the right thing and know what he would do in that situation. But, like, for an 18, 17, however old she is, like, girl who isn't, you know, hasn't had that training, she's just. You know, she's a scared person, like, whether yeah, she, the she, fact that she's a female or not, like, she's just scared. Like, you know, someone's starting her life, like, what the fuck do you think she's going to do? Like, yes, you might be trained and your instinct might be to go run out the door, but, like, that's mm-hmm. not hers. I feel like I was paralyzed with fear for every moment of my life between the ages of, like, 16 and 18. Because, you right. know, it's a big, scary world out there. Right, yeah. I mean, especially, like, I mean, yeah, and especially... I feel like the first time you're not with your parents or your guardian figures, you know, whatever, and, like, clearly she hasn't been without one, you know, she's been without one for a while, and so, like, she's seen a lot, but, like, still. Yeah. Just, yeah. I I found it slightly boneheaded of Antonio. That's all. Just, you know, I was like, Antonio, really? It's not that simple. It's not that easy. Yeah. No. Like, easy for you, Mr. I've been a detective forever, and, like... Right can leap tall buildings in a single bound, you know, whatever. Oh, wait, Antonio. So Voight interrogates Addie, and Addie will not identify anybody in the footage. We did get some little gems of dialogue here. So um, Addie won't talk. And so Voight's like, I can make sure you never leave, and I can make your life hell. And I'm like, I don't think that's true, actually, but okay. Um, And then she looks at Ruzik, and he goes, well, he can't help you. Um, he may not be able to help, but he can stand in the corner and look damn sexy while he's doing it. He looked good this episode. Even though he wasn't in his plaid. Even though he wasn't in his plaid, that, like, blue shirt he had on was, like, damn good. (laughs) And he was standing in the corner looking kind of broody. I was like, yeah, I mean, she could stare at him, though. Yeah. I'm not judging. (laughs) So, um... Voight comes up with, like, a laundry list of things that he could charge her with. And this is pretty much where my brain was like, stop, you're making it short stir- like short circuit. You're- this is her. It's like, stop it. He's like, well, we've got obstruction of justice, accomplice to murder, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I- wait, hold on. I'm like, I don't think that's true either. I think he's just, like, bluffing completely. But I never found the answer. I'm not a criminal lawyer, so it's not fresh in my mind. But it, it made me a little zany. I was like, argh. Um, I think he was kind of bluffing, but Addie finally coughs up names because Hank just like yells in her face. Hank's like, you're killing your friend. And so Mike, the taller one, is Hannah's boyfriend. And so Addie says that if she's doing, quote, this, it's only because he is. So, Bryna, do you want to take it from here? Yeah. So they end up starting, you know, they have a name, but, you know, obviously not really much else to go off of. So they're trying to narrow it down in the bullpen. And, you know, they start going through things and, like, nicknames and, you know, all this stuff. Um, and so Ruzik makes this comment. And he's like, Mike sounds like it's from Chicago. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, where does that come from? Yeah. Um, he also walks in in this scene. He walks in and he's carrying a coffee cup, right? I was totally low-key hoping that he was bringing Kim coffee. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I was like, I was really hoping he was just going to put the coffee on Kim's desk and then go back to his. He wasn't. I was hoping that he would. But Jessica tweeted us, Jessica S., with, like, the best response that I'm trying to find right now. Um, 
she tweeted back and she was like, no, he brings her coffee, you know, in the morning after they hook up before they go to work. I was like, oh, that is gold. (laughs) So good. Yeah. So they end up being able to zero in on Mike, the the right Mike, Um, this guy named Trent Traggerty and the person they figure out is doing all the bailing out and stuff for him, which is Mike's cousin or TT's cousin. I don't know. One of the cousins. Anyway, so they go to the cousin's house because that's the only place in Chicago where they could actually be and hide and whatever. So they end up, the cousin ends up coughing TT up and Boyd pretty much plays kind of this whole like whack-a-mole thing with his gun and like bops him over the head and then, you know, pistol whips him once more for good. Boyd was like in full Voight mode in this scene. Like, Did you catch that though? How he just straight up was like, oh yeah, like right over the head. Oh yeah, it was like, bam, wham, bam. Yeah, it was literally. I think whack a mole is a good way to put it. He was literally playing whack a mole, like a human yeah, I don't version really of whack a mole. Play him in carnival games. No, after this episode. No, no. So they bring TT in, and of course, you know what is the first thing he wants? He wants a lawyer and a deal. And instead, you know, Boyd's like, okay, sure, I'll get you a lawyer and a deal. And he's like, hey, the deal is, you know, you're gonna tell me who you know, this, you know, where Mike is. And he also gets a Voight punch, which, you know. Not even a Voight slap. No, he gets a Voight punch. Like, I always gauge how bad these people are based on who's in the interrogation room and whether he gets slapped or punched. Like, if Voight and Al are in the interrogation room together, like, man, you're a really, really crummy person. You're screwed. If it's, like, Rusewater, it's, like, you're kind of a criminal. But, like, man, this guy got a Voight punch and not a Voight slap. I was like, damn, you done fucked up, dude. Yeah. So, TT ends up spilling that the original plan was two robberies split three ways. But then Mike went rogue and Hannah's image ended up being distributed which, to the media, which is what Denny, you know, good old Denny ended up doing. Um, and so, he's, TT says that the last time he saw them, they were trying to escape. And he makes a comment, you know, about how Hannah wouldn't leave Mike's side because, you know, she thinks that's love, which clearly it's not, but whatever. So Ruzik meets Voight at the courthouse for something, you know, that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and a car lot on Jackson ends up recognizing Mike and Hannah's image from the news. And so they immediately go to that car lot. And intelligence meets them there and literally another crazy shootout ensues. Like this one was like... Bullets were flying, glass was exploding left and right. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, this one I could have seen being a bitch to film because, like, the cars in that car lot were, like, a maze. I could have seen – I could see that being a bitch to film. Well, you have to have the glass go at the right time and it's just – yeah. 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 So, anyway, it's like Antonio jumps on the hood of a car at one point and, you know, Ruzik – this is where Ruzik finally puts on his aviators. It's how you know shit is getting real. Yeah, for real. Um, and so Mike leads Hannah inside, which obviously, you know, normally would lead to negotiating them outside. And that's what Voight tells Antonio to do is to start going over the speaker and, you know, start trying to negotiate. But Voight, it's like, you're going to do that and I, that's going to be a distraction and I'm going to go in the back instead. And Antonio's like, are you sure you want to do that? And Voight's like, just do the fucking negotiations. Like... It kind of distracted me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, Antonio started negotiating, and you just hear his voice getting, like, fainter and fainter in the distance. And I'm like, Antonio, shut up. Antonio, shush. Antonio, be quiet. Like, I'm trying to pay attention. Shush. Yeah. Yeah. So he does go inside, and he tries to reason with Mike and Hannah. But, of course, then Mike leads Hannah outside. Mike points his gun, and they immediately start chewing, and Mike and Hannah both end up dead. And Hank is... 
devastated. I mean, he's, like, comes outside and, like, starts crying over her body. Like, full-on devastated. And he whispers, he's like, I'm so sorry. Just, Oh, my God. It's so sad. It's so sad. Ugh. And so then we, this is where we learned that Camille was Hannah's first grade teacher and always looked out for her. And, you know, Voight talks about how, you know, she always came home with stories about Hannah and, you know, whatever. And when Camille got sick, Hank took over until Justin died. And then, you know, he was so wrapped up in the grief of Justin that he just kind of forgot. So sad. Oh, my God. I know. It's, it was really sad. Oh, my God, it was so sad. Oh, poor Hank. Poor Hank. But, yeah, then so, that's kind of the end of the case. Oh, brutal. Okay, so I think we'll cover Voight and Al, and then we can get into, like, overall thoughts because, yeah, this was just, like like we were saying, I feel like the first half was pretty slow, and then it had a big payoff in the end, and that was part of the payoff, not even the full picture of the payoff. So, yeah. Yeah. So sad. Okay, so the Voight and Al stuff. So we start off. Al goes to Hank's, and Ruben's possession charge was dropped. Ruben is the guy who they were trying to plant the evidence on last week. So they're talking about this, and Hank is kind of like, shit. But Hank's also like, okay, well, we'll we'll figure this out. And so finally, Al's like, no, like, what you're going to do is you're going to let what happens happens. And so Al says, you know, we let it hit me. I go through it. Deal with the hell. We come out the other side. That's the way we both get saved here. Oh, my God. Shit's getting so real. I know. Ugh, and so. I feel like to hear Alinsky kind of admit defeat, I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, that was a double whammy this episode because Al, Al kind of admits defeat and then Hank does later on in the episode, too. And it's just like that's like the first time we've ever heard either of them. Well, that. yeah, never to figure out a way to get out of it. Yeah. Because they always find a way to get out of it. Always. Always, always. I mean, they still could, but time is running out. Yeah, and that episode description for the finale doesn't make me that much more hopeful either. No. Yeah, it doesn't make me hopeful either. No, Not looking good. So, Ruzik gets with his contact at the ASA's office, which suspiciously is a she. Is it definitely known about his contact at the ASA? I think we've met her once. Yeah, isn't that that scene he had a bar, or he had a scene in the bar with her one time? Oh, and he got her wine. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought yeah. we knew it was a her. Just, yeah. And I remember Patty's like, you know, if I were to guess, I would say they've probably hooked up. And I'm like, stop, stop. <laughs> like, stop speaking. I don't want to hear that. So, yeah, Ruzik gets with his contact at the ASA's office and a special grand jury has been summoned and they will convene within 48 hours. And the prosecutor on the case is James Osha. So... Voight doesn't see too, he doesn't seem too alarmed by this. He's like, all right, like, I'll call him, you know, we'll just see. So, you know, when, when I, and I thought too, and again, my criminal law is a little rusty. Um, when he's like, yeah, the grand jury's been summoned and they'll convene with 48 hours. I took that to mean they were going to arrest Al in the next 48 hours. But. I know nothing about the legal system. I was so confused in terms of the, like, I'm still so confused. It, yeah, just. <laughs> I know how they work, but Gina's brain is so tired, so Gina's brain cannot articulate this in a clear It's okay. You've been to law school in a little bit. It's fine. God, it's been oh my god, this fall will be ten years since I started. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so old. You're not old. 
Next month will be seven years since I graduated. Holy oh shit. Oh, God. I know. Next, next, it's funny. Seven years for you for law school and next month graduates one year since I graduated, like, undergrad. Oh, my God. I'm so old. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. So, uh, the prosecutor's James Osha. Voight tries to call him and Voight, and Voight tries to call him and gets <gasps> voicemail. This is a, not a surprise to me because lawyers never answer their phones. Just, yeah. So... Later, when the team leaves for Taggarty's cousin's house, Voight tells Ruzik to hang back and go to Osha's house. And he's like, you know, tell him that I'll meet with him anywhere, but it has to be now. So Osha ends up waving Ruzik off. And he says, you're wasting your time and you can't get in front of something that you're already in the middle of. Oh, my God. So when he says this, Ruzik like kind of pats Voight on the shoulder and moves on and so Voight joins the team in the bullpen and he is just completely defeated this is the first time in five seasons we've ever seen him look and feel this way yeah yeah I think that was the most surprising part about this episode yeah yeah there's just so much to say about this scene I like couldn't even articulate it into like clear thoughts because, yeah, Ruzik, you know, Ruzik's hand on Voight's shoulder was kind of his way of being like, I'm sorry. And then Voight's hand on Al's shoulder. And then Voight's just kind of sitting there and completely zoning out. Oh, it's, yeah, it was powerful. Right. And I mean, and like you kind of said in that line, it's like the team kind of figures something's going on. I like something's up, but nobody really knows exactly what's up. Um, and it's, Yeah. I feel like this is one of those situations where they all know what's up. It's it's the kind of thing where they all know, but nobody's saying it. Yeah. I feel like they probably know what's up, but they don't know the extent. Like, nobody knows how bad it actually is. Aside from Ruzik. Right. I feel like Haley has no clue. Haley's probably like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It just got awkward. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sure she, I mean, like, I mean, she obviously knows that Justin's dead. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Yeah, but I don't... She knows the basic details. No, right, but I don't think anybody would ever hear that their boss's child passed away and then suspect that he killed the child's killer. I mean, but I feel like she's been around Voight for a while now that, like, she knows that it probably wasn't Al. No. She has and she knows that, like, I mean, she knows about Voight. Right. I mean, she knows that, like, Al is... You know, whatever they were doing with Al, like she knows as much in terms that they do. It's like I feel like she can probably put it together. She's smart. Yeah. She can put it together. Yeah, I still feel like she's gonna be like quite shocked when she finds out. But shocked, uh, but not surprised. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, so Voight kind of comes up with this plan to like beat Mike and Hannah. To they want to beat the other cops to Mike and Hannah. They just want to find him and bring him in quietly. And so Antonio's trying to talk sense in him. Antonio's like, listen, Hannah's probably armed and this is not going to be a quiet arrest. And so then Antonio just says, he's like, I know you feel guilty because you gave her your card. And Voight stops and Voight goes, I didn't give her my card. My wife did. Oh, that was like, oh, hearts break everywhere. Sucker punch to the gut. For real though. Oh, any Camille reference, any Justin reference, any reference to anybody in the universe who is now deceased is always just such a gut punch. Yeah, especially on PD. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Antonio could go like shopping for jewelry and be like, look at this be- these beautiful jewels. And I'd be like, jewels! Like, you know, I'd be really sick. Thank God. I didn't even... It took me a second to realize where you were going with that, but I got it. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, you love me. I know, I, I do, but... Oh. Or like Jay's in his apartment and is like, holy shit, a mouse. And I'm like, mouse. <laughs> the mouse isn't even... I'm not going there. I'm not putting that thought in my head. I was going to say mouse isn't dead as far as we know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he went back to Afghanistan. Oh. Yikes. I know. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not the one with the dark thoughts tonight. I know. So... Yeah, Voight devises a plan to find Hannah and Mike first, and then he storms out. And so Al is like, are you going where I think you're going? Cut to Voight storming into Osha's office, and freaking Denny Woods is there. Why is he always there? Because he's the worst. He's like Grissom. It's like, why are you so obsessed with them? Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, why? So... Osha seems relatively cool, though. Like, Hank walks in and Hank's like, and Osha's like, you can't be here. Walk away. Turn around. Go. It's nothing like, you know, he's not, like, blindsided or, like, what the fuck, you know. Osha seems like he's a relatively cool dude, but freaking Woods is there. But, I mean, the <laughs> I mean the, the description of him from that article is, like, he's friends, you know, with a lot of cops and, you know, whatever. I mean, it seemed like this was some, I mean, we kind of guessed it, that, like, this was someone Voight knew. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't that doesn't yeah. that didn't surprise me. No. But uh Woods comes out of the bathroom and like I will I will say this though. So Woods is coming out of the bathroom and then he makes some like cheeky little move to like throw out his paper towel or something. I was like, oh McKelty Williamson, you know how to play your character, sir. That he, was it was amazing. very well done. And I think yeah. McKelty I mean McKel like as much as we fucking hate Denny Woods, like McKelty's been killing it. Yeah. Like for good sure. enough to know like I mean we we hate them. We hate him. I really hope McKelty's like a giant teddy bear in real life. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so. So, you know, and Woods starts to like, Woods just straight up is like threatening Hank and he's spilling all of these lines of dialogue that are making me want to jump out of my seat and be like, oh, hell no. Like get in Woods' face and be like, no, you back down, sir. Um, and so, you know, Woods is like, he like straight up yells at Hank when, at one point and he's like, confess, Hank, like confess. Oh my God, um, and then I, I think at one point he says something about Al and he's like, oh, no, Al's just had the misfortune of having you as a partner. Yeah. And that's <gasps> where I was like, oh, shit. No, he did not. Oh. And so and then there's another moment. He's like 27 years on the job, Hank. And, you know, no, we know that you didn't do it clean. I Is there any cop out there who lives an entire career and does it, quote unquote, clean? What even defines a clean career? I mean, clearly not someone who's had any kind of association with Voight, but there's gotta be blood on Woods' hand for something. Yeah. I hope someone finds out, because I would love to know what it is. I know, I know. Oh my god, so bad. So then Woods finally, like, delivers the final blow, and so um, Voight's like, you know, come after me, leave Al alone, you have no stake in him, and Woods is like, no, I know, and he so he's like, well, the bullet's finally coming for you, Hank, it just has to pass through Olinsky first. Oh, it's dead. Done. So very the, well crafted line though. Whoever oh yeah, the writer, sure. I mean, such a good line. 
So good. And this was the scene immediately after the bullpen scene where Voight just like zoned out. So those were two scenes in a row that I was like, oh, I'm so shook. Like, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal, brutal. Um, also, because, you know, we all know I watch these shows with my mom. Um, Voight storms into Osha's office and I'm trying to absorb this scene. Right. And I'm trying to, like, absorb what's going on because there's like some powerful shit happening. And my mom's going on and on. And she's like, he was on Ray Donovan. Mickey Donovan killed him. I'm like, mom, not now. And she's like, Ray Donovan took care of business. I'm like, mom, not now. Like, I'll hear all about Ray Donovan later. But like, there's, there's some shit happening right now. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so funny, yeah. Brian Garrity was on that show once, so every time, like, season, or Roman, yeah, so every time USA is showing, like, season two or something, mom's like, Ray Donovan killed him. I'm like, mom, two different universes. <laughs> two very different universes. Two extremely different universes, yeah. Because, um, yeah, uh, Brian, Gar- Brian Garrity's character on that show was, like, he was, like, having an affair with Ray's wife. I don't know. Ray Donovan's actually really good, if you ever get to see it. Anyway, so... <laughs> So, yeah, Voight storms into the office. Woods gives that line. And so the final scene is with Al. So that scene where Hank is telling Al that Camille was Hannah's teacher, it's interspersed with this other set of scenes where Hank is coming home and Hank is looking at this table of photos he has. And so we see these photos. It's Camille. It's Aaron. It's Justin. It's like the Hall of Fame of people who have left. Ugh. And it's finally the last photo is with Hannah and Al. And so Hank looks at it and Hank like shatters the photo. And then he just like very angrily like swipes all the pictures off the frame. And he's like super, super angry. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I feel like I need to bring it up again. I have I haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch this episode and I you know my TV I mean it's a TV but like I was not wearing my glasses so I couldn't really see you're telling me that it's Hannah and Al and Voight in that last picture it does indeed look like Hannah I'll double check though and make sure it's not Aaron because the like I said I mean the reason I brought this up is because the way and maybe this is just the way that it's edited and like you said it's it clips interspersed but it made it seem like when Hank is telling al about camille it like it makes it seem like al doesn't know about hannah and so that's why i would just be confused why they were in a picture together but i mean it could be possible that like you said i mean you were telling me this earlier that like al just didn't know who this was in his life he knew it was somebody and someone that was important to him but he didn't know like the details yeah so i I don't know that just confused me like i said i haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch it so I was so emotional by this ending. Like, I was texting you guys and I was like, I am destroyed. Like, oh my God, it was, it was brutal. Because it's literally, it's the wall is literally all people that he's lost. And now he's lost Hannah and he's going to lose Al. It was real brutal. Oh. Yeah, you were like, I am destroyed. I was like, I am not crying, but I could be. I just kind of wanted to rock back and forth in the corner and be like, ah, and like ugly cry. It was bad. It was, yeah, that was an extremely emotional ending. Yeah. I had to like sit there in silence for a good like 30 minutes after the episode and just like scroll Twitter and kind of absorb everything because I was like, all right, you're still in your feels. You're still in your feels. Just, you know, it'll go away. Like, I promise it'll all be okay. Yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. Heavy. There was also the moment, too, <clears throat> when Al was talking to Hank and Al was like, you can't save everybody, Hank. And that was like the theme of the episode. So 
it all wrapped up and I was just like, oh my God, I hurt. Yeah. And I think that line in particular, because, you know, it obviously is talking about Hannah, but then it double plays with the whole Olinsky stuff. And it's just like, oh my God. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if he loses Al, he's got nobody. Trudy, maybe? Yeah. Oh, man. And, like, at the, uh, I mean, are we talking about kind of, like, what we think might happen in the next two episodes? Like, are we, what are we talking about right now? Because, I mean, I could go, I just. Take it whatever way you want. I mean, so part of me, I don't know what's going to happen to Al. I mean, we've been talking about it in our group text, you know. I think Ashley thinks Al's going to die. I, I don't know if I feel like that, but I don't know if they're trying to write him off or whatever. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I mm-hmm. think. Like, obviously, like, I don't want anything to happen to Al. I think somebody was, like I said, yesterday, in yesterday's um, email, I was answering one that somebody had sent us about, you know, and they made the really good point that Al's kind of needed in the intelligence unit at, for the, like, the old school ways, and, like, that's a really mm-hmm. important component of being in intelligence, whatever. So I don't, I mean, you know, I like Al. Like, I don't want Al to, like, be written off or anything. But part of me, now that we're talking about it, like, I think I would actually really as much as it would hurt, I kind of actually think I would enjoy seeing a Voight literally all by himself for the first time. Like, Voight having to figure out how to do things. And, like, I feel like this would maybe set him in the in a more righteous path. And, you know, uh, yeah. I think maybe I'd like seeing that kind of storyline. It would be brutal oh, and it would hurt. But, like, I think it could be good. The thought of Voight being completely alone in this world, literally without anybody, just, like, breaks my heart. But I do really think he would become more righteous. I, I would think he would stick to his ways because he'd probably keep his guard up even more. But, like, I'd almost feel like his guilt would take over so much because Al, of all people, like, went down for him. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like... Not that I think he wouldn't still feel guilty if it was someone like Haley. Like, he's brand new to the unit, doesn't have this history with Voight, you know, and still went down for something that she did under his watch and, like, because he told her to. But it's Al. Like, of all people, it's Al who's going down. So, like, I feel like Voight's going to be extra guilty. And I don't know if righteous is the right word, but, you know, like, something that would maybe make him force him to take a step back from going about things the way he has been. Hmm. I don't know. But I feel like it could be an, it feels such an interesting storyline. Like, I would hate to see it just because, like you said, it's so sad to think about the fact that we would be all alone. But from a storytelling aspect, it could be really interesting. Yeah, it could. And because you know he wouldn't lean on the unit at all. But I feel like, okay, here's part of my Fear now literally just came up with this as we're saying I haven't thought about this whatever do you worry that what however it ends that because PD has become a little more focused on cases in real world and not as much on like I mean there's character development obviously but not as much relationships and things like that do you worry that we won't get a satisfactory, however this ends, whatever cliffhanger it ends, 
all the because all the things we're talking about are more story like character and you know relationship driven rather than like a plot do you worry Mm -hmm. that we won't get a satisfactory conclusion to that in season six whatever yeah season six I always worry about that just because we know how they tick. Yeah. And how, you know, Berzik will hook up at the end of one episode and then it'll never come up again. Right. Or Bretonia will have a pregnancy scare and it will never come up again. Right. So I, I, I wish that they would show us a little bit more about what is happening inside a character's head after something significant happens like what could potentially happen to hank um i thought when they threw us the bone in 501 with void and therapy i was like okay more of this i want to see how these characters deal with these things instead of just applying their emotions to the cases you know yeah no does that make any sense no it definitely yeah no it definitely does yeah yeah, I did, like I said, it was just something I thought about. But, like, part of me is now I feel, like, a little bit worried. That, like, I'm going to be really pissed at whatever cliffhanger, which is fine. Cliffhangers, you know, are supposed to make you pissed. But, like, then season, you know, it's going to be all hiatus being, like, well, just because of the the shift in the show and the shift in the tone of the show that for that reason alone, we're not going to get a payoff that we want. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I mean, it's hard. I mean, obviously, like, we still have two episodes left to play out, and, you know, a lot of shit's going to go down before then, so. A lot of shit's going to go down. But I feel like that's just part of being fans of a Dick Wolf show or shows, is that you're always going to want more of the relationship aspect, the character development aspect, but you're instead going to get more of the procedural aspect. Yeah. And I feel like that's because, you know, I don't really watch any like other procedurals. Like I've never really been a fan. I don't really I've never really seen SVU. Like I've never watched Criminal Minds. Like I've never watched NCIS. And I feel like that's part of it. Part of the reason why. Like I really don't know what made me watch these shows because like I really hate like I love character development and I really don't like when there's not anything like that. And so, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be so tough. Well, Ashley thinks that Olinsky's going to die. What do you think? You think he's going to be written off? Like, you I, think he's going to stick around? I don't know. I, I, don't know I really don't know. Yeah. I feel like I... I really thought I had an idea, and then I found out he went to prison, and I'm like, I don't know anything. Like... It could be something where he goes to prison, and then they find a way to get him out. I don't know. But I feel like if they find a way to get him out, then Boyd's going to be like, you got to get out of here. Like, you, you know, our past is a target if you stay here. Unless they find Woods' smoking gun. Unless they find something, really, some really giant piece of dirt on Woods. I don't know what this, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I, either. I want to know, but. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. And we don't even have a promo for to tide us over till next week because we have the week off. That was the worst thing last night when that episode ended and I was like, promo! I was like, we're not going to get a promo. Damn. Right, and then it was like Good Girls and I was like, well, maybe they'll do kind of like the 15 seconds and then the, like a 15 second. Nope. And I was like, no. Yep, nope. That show is called and Good Girls, And I like Girls, Good right? Girls, but 
What? That show is called Good Girls, right? It is. Okay. It's actually pretty funny. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, it's really good. I feel bad for Mae Whitman, though, because her, uh, the guy who plays her ex-husband in that show, it's actually Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights. And, like, what does this girl have to do to work with Taylor Kitsch? I know. Like, it's real. no secret she freaking loves Tim Riggins. I know. But, it's yeah, it's actually a pretty good show. Um, that's beside the point. Yeah, so uh, we just have one week off of PD, or is it two more weeks? No, one week. Thank God. Uh, it just makes Wait. me, yeah. Double checking, but I think it's one week. It's one week. Okay. Yeah, that episode last night just like straight up wrecked me. I was just like. And I was not prepared for it. No, no, no. But it, I mean, it, it had a slow beginning, but it came to like a ginormous crescendo at the end to give like a big giant payoff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a doozy. A big giant doozy. Yeah. So, any other thoughts about this episode? No. I no. I literally still don't have, I yeah. Partly because I still haven't made up my mind about what I think about half the things that are going on right now. I feel like we're both emotionally spent now just talking about it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. So, that's about all we've got for this episode. Um, you guys know the drill, you know, um... We're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, Meet us at Molly's right across the board. If you like the show, which we really hope that you do, please tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody you know. Now is the Um, time. We've got a couple of surprises coming up. We've got some good surprises coming up. Um, I can't wait to tell everybody. I know. I cannot wait. I know. So, yeah, all over social media, rate us, review us, please, please, please. Um, Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Brenna K13. Ashnick or Ashnick. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley is Ashnick095. It's Nick and I see no K. We miss her. Um, we miss her so much. We were just talking to her today though. So we we still we're in touch. We're always talking to her. Um, usually about dancing with the stars and It's coming back stuff. so fucking soon. It is. Did you see the news about Alan today? No, what about Alan? I'll send it to you. It's nothing. It's nothing earth shattering. He had surgery like right before the season, or right before he met his partner for something that they found. But I'll I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Uh, it's on his Instagram. I don't know if I follow him on Instagram. You should. I know. I don't think I do though. He's such a little puppy dog. <laughs> He's so He's funny. That season that he partnered with Debbie Gibson. Yeah. And she was like, what year were you born? And he was like, 94. I was like, oh, my God. He's such a baby. I mean, he's older than me. Yeah, I know. I know. And and Ashley. (laughs) And Ashley. But I'll send you the link later. Beside the point. Anyway, you can always send us an email. It's meetusatmollys at gmail.com. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, you can talk to us about that, too. We love Dancing with the Stars. April 30th. We will, we all three, we will be here. I... I was be I was here. being really nerdy the other day, and I because I'm like working on something, and I was like doing some like stats. So I'm like really nerdy about Dance with the Stars. It's the best. It's so it's good. The best. We should play fantasy again this year. Wait, they do fantasy Dance with Stars? I think so. I think it's on their Facebook page where you like predict the winner because I predicted last week last season and I got it right. I wonder if they'll do it though because it's four weeks. Oh, that's true. Again, I keep forgetting it's going to be freaking Game of Thrones this season. I fucking hate that it's four weeks, and I have a lot of questions about what the season looks like. Again, not the point. This is not a Dean of the Stars point. podcast. 
I know, but you can tell that we love it. So yeah, send us an email if you'd like, meetusatmollies at gmail.com. We have a website. It's meetusatmollies.com. Um, again, if you guys want to talk to us about any other shows, you can do that too. You know, we, we love other shows. Um, but yeah, otherwise we will see you guys on Monday for Chicago Fire and everybody have a good weekend and we will see you then. Bye.